0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Germany's auto industry is reeling. At its peak in 2016, it built 5.7 million vehicles. That fell to 4.7 million in 2019, and it dropped again last year to only 4.1 million. And that's having a big impact on jobs, especially at suppliers. In 2018 and 2019... German auto suppliers employed 310,000 workers, but that's down to only 270,000, and according to one expert, it will fall to 200,000 jobs by 2030, or about a quarter fewer than there are now. He says the shift to electrification is causing the decline, and there won't be enough new jobs created related to EVs to offset it. And the decline has already started. German suppliers Bosch, Continental, and ZF have announced they are considering getting rid of tens of thousands of jobs. And it's not just European suppliers who are worried. Volkswagen, Renault, and Stellantis are so concerned about competition from Chinese automakers that they're talking about joining forces to make electric vehicles. Bloomberg reports it would kind of be like Airbus, where various European aircraft companies join forces to compete against Boeing. But they'll need to move fast if this is going to happen. A BYD Dolphin already costs 7,000 euros less in Germany than a comparably equipped Volkswagen ID3. It's unlikely that VW, Renault, and Stellantis would merge or even form a joint venture, but it's very likely they would collaborate on common platforms and combine their purchasing power to bring down costs significantly. The fact that these three companies would even talk about this possibility shows that the EV transition is rewriting the rules of how this industry operates. When inventory got tight in the US because of COVID shutdowns and the chip shortage, car prices zoomed upwards. Most car dealers were charging well above the MSRP or the manufacturer's suggested retail price. And that became a major contributor to the spike in inflation we saw from 2020 through 2022. But just as autos helped push inflation up, now they're helping to bring it down. Kelly Blue Book reports that the average transaction price was down 3.5% in January compared to the year before, with the average transaction at $47,401. Big pickups and luxury cars were discounted the most while mid-size pickups had the fewest incentives. In fact, Ford is offering incentives on the F-150 Lightning of up to $12,500, and we may see even more discounting coming soon. KBB says the sales rate in January actually slowed down despite the drop in prices. And talk about Ford cutting prices. It also just took an axe to the MSRP of the Mach-E. Depending on the model, prices are coming down by $3,000 to $8,000. There's several reasons why Ford is doing this. For one thing, sales of the Mach-E fell 50% in January in the U.S. market. Also, Tesla cut the price of the Model Y by $1,000 last week, and the Mach-E no longer qualifies for the full $7,500 EV sales credit. It only qualifies for half. So Ford had to respond to these developments. But there's something else going on here, too. As we reported on Monday, the prices of raw materials needed for batteries are plunging. Bloomberg NEF reports that lithium was selling for $85 per kilogram in 2022. Now it's only selling for $16, an 80% drop. And cobalt and nickel are also down by 40%. Bloomberg says that the average price of a battery pack is now $139 per kilowatt hour and is down to only $126 in China. So the cost of making EV batteries is coming down fast, and that's allowing automakers to cut the price of their EVs. But make no mistake, they're only cutting prices to try and boost sales. They would much rather use those lower costs to boost profits instead of needing to sell more EVs. No doubt you've seen headlines about the cyber truck rusting, but there's nothing wrong with the truck. It's related to an issue that's been around for decades. Fine metal particles that get kicked up during manufacturing, or from train tracks and rail cars during shipping, which is often called rail dust or rust dust, sticks to the body panels and when it gets wet, it rusts. It's prone to happening on white cars but unfortunately for both painted and unpainted cars like the Cybertruck, it can't just be wiped away. You need some kind of mild abrasive to cut through it, so it would be similar to waxing an entire car, and it could take a few tries to remove all the dust. Tesla also recommends immediately cleaning things that could corrode the Cybertruck's stainless steel body panels, like dead insects and bird poop. Glass cleaner would probably work for that, as well as take care of those pesky fingerprints. As we said at the top of the show, the German auto industry is reeling, and that may extend to medium and heavy-duty vehicles. The country is dropping its subsidy program for buying an electric truck or bus because it says it needs to consolidate the budget and focus on more essential projects. The program was launched in 2021 and was supposed to last until 2025. Germany also cut its EV incentive program for passenger cars a year early back in December after a decline in electric sales. However, the cut on electric trucks and buses might also be due to high demand. It already started denying applicants for this year. Germany will instead focus on building a charging infrastructure. J.D. Power may be up for sale, and you won't believe what it's going for. Power is best known for its annual automotive reports on quality and is currently owned by the private equity firm Thomas Bravo, which bought it in 2019. But Bloomberg reports that it could go for $8 billion. And a bit of a history lesson here. The late Dave Power started the company with his wife Julie in 1968, literally working from their kitchen table. And I'm sure he never had any idea it would one day grow to be an $8 billion empire. General Motors is still having serious software issues. It had to stop selling the Blazer EV, and now it slapped a stop sale on the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon pickups. GM didn't reveal what the problem is, but says it's not safety related, and it will affect about 15,000 trucks. GM says once a software fix is tested and validated, it will start to ship the pickups to customers, which should happen shortly. To help fix its software issues, GM hired Mike Abbott from Apple last year, and he's since brought in engineers from Apple, Google, and Meta to change the way that GM does its software development, but they still have to fix the old software. Rivian's cheapest model is $70,000, but its CEO says the sweet spot is 48 grand. R.J. Scaringe told Forbes that the average transaction price of any vehicle, ICE or electric, is about $48,000 in the U.S. And that's where Rivian needs to be to create a viable option for ICE customers. And as we reported the other day, the EV startup is coming out with a lower-priced model called the R2 that's supposed to compete with the Tesla Model Y. They literally drive every new car that comes into the U.S. market. I'm talking about Mark Phelan and Henry Payne. They're the car critics for the Detroit Free Press and Detroit News, respectively. They've got strong opinions on what's good and what's not, and they have no problem heaping praise or talking trash. And you can hear what they've got to say on Autoline After Hours tomorrow. So be sure to join us then. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.